out, out, out. Not once, not twice, but repeatedly, until the words became a chant, and it was obvious that for reasons all his own, he didn't want to return to New York City, to his parents' apartment on Sutton Place. Now, 17 years later, he had gotten his wish. It was 1986, and he was starting his freshman year at Graymont College, a small liberal arts school in Northington, Massachusetts, two hours west of Boston. An alternative school, according to the Graymont brochure, on whose cover there appeared a picture of Rousseau sitting next to a cow. Henri Rousseau? Jean-Jacques Rousseau? The students didn't know, and they didn't seem to care. The only thing that mattered was that they were at Graymont, in the middle of whose campus stood a shanty protesting college investments in South Africa. A shanty so large it could fit practically the whole student body inside it. According to one upper-class math major, more nights per capita had been spent sleeping inside the shanty at Graymont than in any other college shanty in the United States. At Graymont, if you wanted, you could receive comments from your professors instead of grades, and on the application for admission, there was a creative expression section that, according to rumor, one successful applicant had completed by baking a chocolate cake. Hash brownies, a student said. The guy got the dean of admissions stoned. Julian's own creative expression section took the form of a short story he'd written. At 13, he'd met his hero, John Cheever, standing on the steps of the 92nd Street Y, and ever since then, ever since he'd gotten John Cheever's autograph, Julian had known he was going to be a writer. But that would come later, once classes had begun. Right now, Julian waited in his dorm room to greet his new roommate, a young man from New Jersey who had assured him over the telephone that he was bringing the largest stereo system Julian had ever seen. It was going to take the two of them to carry it up the stairs. Julian's roommate was right. The promised stereo system, when it was delivered, looked like an intercontinental ballistic missile. It was a stereo system paid for by Ronald Reagan and built by the United States Pentagon and directed at Mikhail Gorbachev and the Soviet Politburo, a stereo system that could blow the Russians out of the sky and turn them into a mushroom cloud.